Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you walk in and join us once again. For our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world, we're glad you all could join us as well. I'm excited to welcome back best-selling author Manuel T. Peterson to our broadcast today. You guys know him as an author of a lot of books. He's written pretty much in, in every genre that's out there. Uh, and he has some new projects coming up for 2024. We're going to talk to him about that. I'm also very excited because Manuel is the co-host of a show that we have on Instagram called The Author's Den. I'm going to talk to him about what it's been like for him to add that title to his name, but also what you all should be looking out for when it comes to Manuel for this year, and of course how to stay connected with him. Manuel, my friend, always a pleasure talking to you. Welcome back to the broadcast. Oh man, thank you for having me, Sarge. I appreciate it. Well, look, a lot going on with you for 2024 already. Uh, I know you have a lot of things in the work, even some things that you haven't even publicly talked about. But I want to kind of begin with where we are now, because you've had quite a bit of success, man, as well, as I mentioned, being able to, to be an author, that's been able to write in different genres. You have readers literally around the world. What has it been like for you, man, as well, to be able to do what you love and to see the way that readers appreciate it? You know, it, it, it's it's kind of, you know, as you just saw, I got choked up because literally, you know, every time a different reader emails me or I see them in different parts when I go to different places and different cities and states, you know, it's it's wonderful to talk to these readers because, you know, one reader might like three of my genres. This reader might like four of my genres. This reader might like two of my genres. And so it's just so nice to hear them. They, they get so involved with the characters. And, you know, the biggest question I always ask me is, how do you keep all the characters separated in your head? And I said, my head is like, it's like gumbo. It's, everything is mixed in there. But, you know, as I'm writing stories, I have fun because each character starts talking, and that's how I keep the, you know, the ships going. When those characters start talking to you, that's the fun part. And so um, I think it's going to be more exciting for the readers who um, who love stuff like vampires this year. I got two more Private Eye Vampire books coming out this year, early this year, actually. And so um. You know, they get a chance to see that. You know, the Crotum, you know, is, is my base in paranormal and fantasy. They're going to see more of that. They're going to see more of the Crotum Academy. You're going to see Chomcasters. And so that's the coolness of it. I get to fit so much in, but it's fun so it doesn't feel like work. And that's what I always express to everyone. You know, when it feels fun and it doesn't feel like work, then you enjoy it and you keep doing yeah. it. So uh, let me ask you something you and I never really talked about, Manswell, because I think for a lot of people who maybe even grown up and thought about writing, they had a certain thing in mind for themselves that they wanted to write. Like they had a certain maybe favorite author themselves. Like, yeah, I'd like to write a book like, you know, this author. I'd like to be like this author. Did you always know you wanted to write for different genres? I think, you know, it's an, it's an obvious question if you always want to be a writer, but did you always know that you wanted to mix things up and not have to be confined? to just one genre? Well, I think that's why I, I kept switching up genres because I didn't want to be pigeonholed into one genre. And that's the biggest problem I get now when, when I'm talking to authors now. They're like, okay, I've spent 12 years writing this one genre. How do I switch? And I'm like, you switch like you, you switch gears in a car. You have to, one, you got to research. You got to know what you want to do and just go for it. 
you know, you can't be afraid. And that's the biggest fear that most authors have because I tell them they spent too many years focusing on one genre. If you want to be a multi-genre multi author, then you have to actually just go. It's like a pool. Jump in. You cannot put your foot in, then put your knee in. you got to jump in. The readers will come. No matter what, what you write, there's always a, a, a base for what you're writing, and somebody's going to pick it up, they're going to love it, and they're going to tell other people they love it, but you cannot be afraid. Um, I always knew I wanted to write in multiple genres, and that's what makes it fun for me because on one side I got paranormal, then I got fantasy, and then I got romance, and I got drama, then I got you know political drama. you know I got all kind of stuff, and that's what makes it fun. But the biggest yeah. setback for most people is fear, Cyrus. Yeah, I, I totally get that. So, but you know, you have also seen men's well. You have seen how the industry has changed. You've seen how mm -hmm. publishing has changed. The way that we connect with readers has changed. What has kind of helped you to stay up with those changes? Because I think for a lot of authors out there, and I've spoken with quite a few, of course, over the years. You know, they they acknowledge, of course, that the, what worked. 10 years ago does not work today the way it did. So right. what is it that has kind of helped you to make sure that you're staying not only up to date with your readers, but finding your readers where they are? Believe it or not, it's the simplest thing, and we all have them. It's called a cell phone. I literally dedicate a phone line for my readers. And so, you know, I don't, I don't tune it on all day long, seven days a week, but I'll let readers know if they email me, say, hey, when you get a chance, I want to talk. And that's what they do. They'll email me or they'll DM me and say, hey, when you get a chance, put me on, put me on your list for talking to as readers. And so I'll do that, and I call them, and I get to hear how someone in North Dakota or California or, you know, overseas, you know, in the military who, whose family members shipped them books over there, and I get to hear how they took, you know, the characters and how they took the scenarios. And so – that's what's fun for me, but when you do that for a reader, it does something for them. And so it's an amazing connection between author and reader, and it, it allows me to stay connected with them on such a level to where so many authors feel like, I can't talk to my reader. Yes, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can talk to your readers, but, you know, you have to want to put that time in. You have to want to say, okay, I'm willing to give up 30 bucks a month for a phone line and talk to my readers. You know, I only do it like four or five times a month. But those four or five times a month, you know, I might talk to four or five people each time, and they get a kick out of it. Mm, gotcha. So for yourself then, I mean, you've been able to create different worlds. Uh, talk to us about that. Uh, as you mentioned, of course, they all kind of live with you. Um, is there a world that you've created, Manswell, that you are finding yourself the most proud of or that has taken off in ways you could not have imagined? Well, believe it or not, the Crotum Universe um, – and I, I would say that that is the one that really took off. And so you got Chomcasters as well because I'm getting all these middle school kids and their parents, and they're loving it. And then, you know, with the universe, you've got kids reading you got adults reading. And so to hear a mom and dad talking about, you know, I'm reading on this side, my child's reading on that side, I'm reading the same book, my child's reading. Families are reading together now because of what I wrote. And if that doesn't inspire you, nothing ever will. Nothing ever will, and, you know, even the young ladies, you know, I got an email, I would say maybe three three weeks ago, and she was telling me how her mom is actually reading with her now, and they're on the Crotum Academy book five, but they started with book one, and so now her mom dedicated that time because she sees her daughter loves the interaction, and so for me, that's 
that's that's amazing. That's great. It's 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 heartwarming because you know you got people reading. You right. got people reading. So the Crotum Academy is the one I would say it stands out more than anything else because I throw I do put the life lessons in there for the teenagers, and so yeah, it's like the Crotum Academy, then Charmcasters, then the Crotum Universe. But they all I love them all because it's like they're all like kids. So for those who are just finding out about it, man, as well, which happens all the time, I know you're always meeting people that are starting at zero, who are discovering you, discovering these worlds. Talk to them about the Crotum. Where did the idea come from, and what's the premise of, of that, that universe? Believe me, just like most people that love paranormal fantasy, um, the Crotum universe started because I wanted everything in one area. I wanted It's like having a city with everything. And so I wanted the vampires. I wanted the werewolves. I wanted, you know, the warlocks. I wanted everything mixed in. And no one would write it. So, of course, my wife said, you know, instead of you complaining about it, why don't you write it? And so literally I gave you a up-to-date version of a paranormal universe. And so you have everything in there from wolves, bears, lions. You know, you got witches, warlocks, vampires. You got everything. And so... The more I created, the more it's fun. And so I think, like right now, book 12 is getting ready to come out. And um, the people who read 1 through 11, they're excited. But the people who are on 2 or 3, they're like, I'm nervous to flip the pages. And they should be because, you know, what I do to certain characters, you know, is what I do. But the fun part for me is when I tell the readers, you know, there's still over 125 characters I haven't introduced yet. And, and, And it makes them take a couple steps back and they look at me like, are you serious? Yes. And that's the fun part about creating new characters because I can be sitting back thinking of a new character and figure out how can I put this in the next segment of the Chrome universe. And so that's how it goes. It's like there might be a secondary character created from book three, but then they're not going to appear to book 14 or 15. And that's the fun part. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's time consuming, but it's worth it because of the joy I get from the readers. So are you, with your releasing as many books as you do, Manswell, are you an author that writes year-round, or how, how, what is your writing schedule normally like? I would say it's crazy because literally I get up in the morning times. Um, like right now, I'm still officially on break because it's January. Um, I actually go back to full-time writing um, in February, but I, I have six books from last year that haven't been published yet. I have six books that have not been published yet, so they'll be coming out. Um, one should be out hopefully before the end of January, and then others will come out February, March, and then I'll start writing for the rest of the year. But you, I get up 3 o'clock in the morning just about every day, and I start writing because my wife is still sleeping, my son is still sleeping, and my dog is still sleeping. And so I start writing, and then I have breakfast every morning at 6 o'clock. So I literally have it detailed. So between 3 and 5.30, I'm writing. Um, I go get breakfast, take my son to school, I come home, I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing, or or I'm tinkering with, you know, with different characters. And so, and that's a process, but I normally end in the evening time around 7, 7.30ish, unless I got something that's going on, then I might give it some more time and I may not. But, you know, if something comes up, then I'll stop and I'll take over the next morning and I'll start from where I left off at. But it's a it's a process, and I tell people I treat it like a full time job, and that's how I stay conditioned, and that's how I stay disciplined to put those many books out. Yeah, 
For those who are just tuning in, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome back best-selling author Manuel T. Peterson to our broadcast. We're talking with him not only about his 2024, but also what it's been like for him to create the world he's been able to do through his books and connect with his readers along the way. And he has a lot of great things happening for this year as well. He just, he just mentioned uh, he has other books coming out. But one thing that you do that I definitely want to bring up, Manuel, is you not only connect with your readers, you also connect with fellow authors. You offer opportunities for them to connect with you, but also I know you're working on a project too for them. So talk to us about what that's been like for you, because you know you are in a unique position, Manuel, where not a lot of people that I know, you know, write in so many genres that are able to give advice to people on what they can do. So what has that been like for you to show, for one, to show authors what they can do, but also to give them that encouragement along the way? You know that that's a wonderful thing for me because it's it's like me reaching back for the next you know wave of authors and I can't say next generation because some people start early and I tell them there's never you know a perfect time to start writing a book you just have to start and so I have a book coming out and it's called writing a book is the easy part it's a step by step guide for those new authors because. I get hit with questions every single day, seven days a week. I get inbox questions, and I finally decided, hey, I'm going to go ahead and put this in a book for them because it's going to make it easier for them, and then they can actually make their notes and everything else. But I have to give back because people who were before me, they reached back. They gave back. They helped me. And so my biggest goal is to help people not make the mistakes that I made. Now, some listen, some don't. And I'm the ones who don't listen. They come back, you told me not to do it. I wanted to try it that way, and I messed up. And so then I have to show them how to fix what they messed up. Um, I love when I talk to the people who are doing inspirational books or they're they're doing their own um, biographies, and they're, they're talking about their lives growing up, and I'm like, you know, I have to give them advice on certain things, like you need to get clearance from people's names or change the names. Because if you don't, it can become a legal issue, not only for you, but or anybody that's selling that book. And so it's little bitty things that, you know, you help people with that keeps them, you know, out of the pitfalls that I went through because I had to get clearance when I did my books. You know, my book tracks of my tears. I had to get clearance from different names. And so some people didn't clear it, so I had to change their names. And so that makes it better for me knowing that I'm giving back to them. I also allow them to go on my platform. And I say, hey, put your books out here. Let's show people what you got. And I'll do it, and they're like, you know, can I just put it for free? Yes, put it out there. I'm giving you my platform. I'm letting you actually post on my platform, talk about your book, you know, maybe gain some new readers. Again, it's just part of me giving back to them. Right. So uh, for people that are that are out there, Manswell, that are thinking about making this their year um, to write a book, maybe it's something they've always wanted to do. Maybe someone's told them, hey, you ought to write a book. What advice will you give them when it comes to starting the process? The most important thing, Cyrus, the most important thing I tell everybody that hits me with that question is the first thing you got to do is start. You cannot just talk about it. You have to start whether you put pen to paper or you get to that keyboard and you start clicking. If you don't start, you'll never finish. People can never read a book that's, that's not published. And you have to start somewhere. And I also tell them, please stick in your skin because once you hit publish on that book, the, the readers, they can come at you sometimes. They can come at you, and not all of them are nice. And so some of them are very mean. I tell people, even going into year 17, for me, I still get readers who come say, 
I didn't like it. Okay. I appreciate, I appreciate you know, your candid view on it. So you're not going to get mad? No, I'm not going to get mad because my skin has gotten thick enough over the years to where just because one doesn't like it, that doesn't mean 10 more won't love it. Yeah. And so you, you, you can't give that reaction because, I, I mean, you, you're on social media. You've seen authors who blow up on social media. Once, once you do that, everybody knows what you're going to do, it, so everybody's going to come at you even more. And you take a chance of really ruining not only your reputation but any book sales or anything you might have in the future. So you, yeah. have to be, you have to be willing to be able to see that as a new author, especially a new author, be able to see it and then don't see it. And do not let it live in your head rent-free. And I tell every new author that, and I've seen some of them, they still go and somebody say something bad about the book. You know, they're like, they gave me a one star. I said, even I get one stars. And they're like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. I said, did you know Stephen King gets one stars? No, he doesn't. I said, go look at his books. You'll see some stars. You'll see some one stars on Stephen King. And they go look and they're like, I did not think Stephen King ever got one stars. Yes, all of us get one stars all the time. That does not mean your book is not good. That means that person did not like that book. Right. That one person or that those that small group of people did not like it. I said, look at your two, your three, and your four stars and your five stars. But I also warned them, don't expect to get all five stars. I would not want to get all five stars. That means the book is perfect. And that, that's more pressure on you than anything else in the world. I do not want all five stars in my books. I I, I love the four stars, three stars, or the two star reviews because it lets people know I am human. I don't please everybody. You'll never be able to please everybody. And so that's the advice I give them. And, you know, a lot of them, they re- they really receive it very well. And, you know, I see some on their second and third book, and I always tell them my, my favorite book is my next book. That's what they got to do. You got to be willing to say, hey, if, this, if I want to do this full time, you're writing book one. Book two should be in your head already. So uh, let me ask you the other side of that, and you and I have never talked about this, because there is an idea of, and and I've been having similar conversations with other people in different professions, there is an idea, though, of giving yourself that time for yourself. Do you find that more difficult to do, man, as well, to be able to take out time for you because you do live with these characters? You spend so much time in the process. Are you able to take out that time for you? Yep, I do it all the time. It's like just like right now, I'm on vacation. So what I'm doing, I binge watch TV, I watch stuff on YouTube, um, I watch plenty of cartoons, um, I watch Netflix, Hulu, Prime Video, and that's my downtime. That gives me a chance to fully reset. And I tell people, I do it all the time, even throughout the year, even though I'm writing full time, you know, we have our mini beach getaways all the time. All the time we have our mini beach getaways. So, you know, that's something that my wife pencils in and she's like, okay, you can't have this weekend. You can't have this weekend. And so we know like spring break, my son's out spring break, that whole week, there is no writing that week. There is no writing. When he gets out of school that Friday, Friday at noon for his spring break, my writing stops and I will not go back to the following Monday. Not Monday that week, but the following Monday because that's, that's another reset time for me. It's a small reset time, but it's needed because that's family time. So I have no yeah. problem doing it at all. I mean, I, t- I technically turn off all notifications. When we do beach time or we do family time, I turn off all notifications. So you might send me a message, and I might not get it for a week or two. Got That's you. just how Got it you. is. 
Well, I mentioned in my introduction, Manzo, one of the new things that both of us started is a brand new show that's on uh, Instagram, but also for our radio audience here in Mississippi, WYAD, called The Author's Den. I want to know, what has it been like for you? We're a month into the show now. Uh, what has it been like for you to, to now be a host of a show and to be able to see the authors we've been able to talk to? It's a game changer. It's a game changer to be on the other side um, doing the interviews. And so, you know, I appreciate, you know, the opportunity. I love seeing the authors when they come in and, you know, getting a chance to ask them different questions and see their responses and their answers. And so it has been, you know, wonderful for me. Um, I know people who've actually watched the show. They love it. People who've tuned in and said, hey, I didn't, I didn't know how the show was going to be, but I love it. I love seeing these new people. But, again, it's a chance to, for exposure for authors that people probably don't know of. And every day, you know, we get a chance to expose people. So with that author's den, it's it's a dream come true because now you get I get a chance to put, you know, media personality, you know, on my bio now. It's it's a different <laughs> effect, and it feels good, you know. No, Mike, my 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 other side, you know, he he's used to this. He's used to this. You know, he's true to this. <laughs> For me, this is my first go round, but. I, th- I look. I look. I hope I'm doing everybody justice with that. I, I try to bring my my bubbly personality and let everybody have some fun with it. But um, it's been a, it's been an amazing ride. I'm looking forward to you know the rest of season one and look, looking forward to season two as well because you know you never know who's going to be on the author's team. You never know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I and I will say this. That's one of the reasons why I chose you is because I, I knew. Your personality, for one thing, but also, of course, your passion for the craft. Um, so I knew it would be a great fit, and and definitely I've enjoyed it as well. For our audience out there, you all can catch it uh, on Sundays. Um, of course, for you guys are watching it on Instagram, that's at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, is where you guys can find it there. And then it's on Max WYAD 94.1 FM in Mississippi. You guys can catch it on Mondays at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, is where you guys can catch it there during my hour broadcast there of Conversations Live. So definitely make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, as we mentioned, um, as well, you have a lot of great things going up for this year. How can our, our audience, how can they stay connected with you? They can find me on all social media platforms, Mansfield T. Peterson, that's M-A-N-S-W-E-L-L, the letter T, Peterson with an O. Reach out to me. I'll reach back out to you. I do it all the time. All right. Well, there you have it. Mansfield, again, always a pleasure, man, catching up with you and looking forward to our next conversation together. Hey, I'm looking forward to it myself. I appreciate you for having me here. Hey, man, glad to do it. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care. <laughs> 